For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part 15 of the series. In this session, we're going to look at John chapter 11, which is about the resurrection of Lazarus. And we're going to see how John chapter 11 is all about explaining to us the role of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. And in this chapter, what we're going to see is how Mary and Martha represents the attitude of gathering the 12 tribes of Israel as it relates to to the Messiah. And what we're going to learn is that Mary represents the attitude of the Jewish people or Judaism and Martha represents the attitude of Christianity. And that is what we're going to be covering in this teaching. Now, this is a part of a discipleship program that Hebraic Heritage Ministries offers. And you can get the discipleship program in either audio or DVD. This is a a monthly program that covers a variety of topics to help you to understand the foundation of the Hebraic roots of Christianity. So let's begin with the teaching. This is about Lazarus and the two houses of Israel. In John chapter 11, in verse 1, it is written, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus. Lazarus is the Strong's number 2976 in the Strong's Greek dictionary. And Lazarus means whom God helps. And it's related to the Hebrew name Eleazar. In 1 Chronicles chapter 6 in verse 3, it is written, And the children of Amram, Aaron and Moses and Miriam, the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar. And so this is the Hebrew equivalent to Lazarus. The God of Israel helps the meaning of Lazarus, the exiles of Israel. So what we're going to see is that Lazarus is a spiritual picture of the exile of Israel. Isaiah chapter 41 verses 8 and 9 and verse 14. But you Israel are my servant, Jacob whom I have chosen, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called you and said unto you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you away. Fear not thou worm Jacob and you men of Israel. I will help you says the Lord. So in speaking about Israel who is referred to as his servant, 
he is going to gather him from the nations of the world. And in doing so, I will help you. Isaiah in chapter 44, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus is the Lord that made you and formed you from the womb, which will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. So Jacob, or Israel, his servant, is the one whom God is going to help. In John chapter 11, in verse 1, we are told that there was a certain man who was sick named Lazarus. The spiritual condition of the exiles of Israel and breaking the covenant, they are regarded as being sick. We can see this from Ezekiel in chapter 34, verse 2 and verse 4, as it is written, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus is the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? The disease have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick. The exiles of Israel are regarded as being sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken, neither have you brought again that which was driven away, neither have you sought that which was lost, but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. In Ezekiel in chapter 34 verse 11 and verse 16, we see that the God of Israel himself says that I am going to gather the exiles of Israel and in doing so, I am going to strengthen those who are sick as it is written. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away. I will bind up that which was broken and will strengthen that which was sick. So in gathering the exiles of Israel it is likened to strengthening those who are sick. It goes on to say, but I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. John chapter 11 verse 1, speaking about Lazarus, who is a spiritual picture of the exiles of Israel, who is sick. That's the spiritual condition of the exiles of Israel, that he is from Bethany. Bethany is the Strong's number 963 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary. And Bethany means house of misery or house of affliction. Beit in Hebrew means house. Ani in Hebrew means to be poor or afflicted. And we can see here the Hebrew word ani, which is the Strong's number 6041 in the Hebrew dictionary, means poor, afflicted, or needy. Now let's see how the Hebrew word ani, as in Beit ani or Bethany, how this is associated with the exiles of Israel in their spiritual condition of being poor, needy, and afflicted. In Isaiah, in chapter 51, verse 17 and verses 21 through 23, it is written, Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which is drunk at the hand of the Lord, the cup of his fury. You have drunken the dregs of the cup of trembling and wrung them out. Therefore, hear now this, thou afflicted and drunken, but not with wine. So the word afflicted here is the Hebrew word ani. Thus says the Lord, the Lord and your God that pleads the cause of his people. Behold, I have taken out of your hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my fury. You shall no more drink it again, but I will put it into the hand of them that afflict you. We can 
see how the exiles of Israel are regarded as being afflicted. The Hebrew word ani. In Isaiah chapter 54, verses 6 through 8 and verse 11. For the Lord has called you as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth when you was refused, says your God. For a small moment have I forsaken you, but with great mercies will I gather you. In a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. So the subject here is, I will have mercy upon you. And the mercy is associated with gathering the exiles of Israel. And then it says, regarding those who he's going to bestow mercy upon, O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest, and not comforted. The word afflicted here is the Strong's number 6041. It's the Hebrew word ani. We can see this from Zephaniah in chapter 3, verses 12 through 15, as it is written. I will also leave in the midst of you an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel shall not do iniquity nor speak lies, neither shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed and lie down, and none will make them afraid. Sing, O O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of you. You shall not see evil anymore. So this afflicted and poor people who he is going to deliver, it says of them that they will feed and lie down and none will make them afraid. This is a reference to Messianic times that they won't have to be afraid of their enemies because the Messiah is in their midst and he is the good shepherd over them that he's taken away their judgment that is exile for breaking the Torah at Mount Sinai. In Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9 what it says about Yeshua when he rode on a donkey into Jerusalem it says that he was ani he was lowly, poor, afflicted Rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion, shout O daughter of Jerusalem Behold, your king comes unto you. He is just and having salvation lowly. Now this word lowly is ani. That is translated elsewhere as poor, needy, or afflicted. And riding upon a donkey and upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. In John chapter 11, verse 1, we have Lazarus, a picture of the exiles of Israel, who is sick. The spiritual condition of the exiles of Israel. They were from Bethany, the house of the poor or the house of the afflicted, because they broke the covenant. And this is the town of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary and Martha are sisters. And in Ezekiel in chapter 23, verse 2 and verse 4, we are told that the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom are regarded as being sisters. Where it, it is written, Son of man, there were two women, the daughters of one mother. And the names of them were Ohalah the elder and Ohaliba her sister. And they were mine. And they bear sons and daughters. Thus were their names. Samaria is Ohalah, and Jerusalem is Ohaliba. Samaria is the northern kingdom. Jerusalem is the southern kingdom. Now, in John chapter 11, in verse 1, speaking about Mary and her sister Martha, Mary is the Strong's number 3137 in the Strong's Greek Dictionary, and it means to be rebellious. And Mary and Martha are related to each 
each other in the sense that Mary or Miriam in Hebrew means rebellion, but Martha also means she was rebellious. This is associated with the exiles of Israel who are regarded as being rebellious toward the God of Israel and his Torah. In Ezekiel in chapter 2, in verse 3, it is written, And he said unto me, Son of man, I sent you to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not. They have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. In John chapter 11, in verse 3, it is written, Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. The one that the God of Israel loves is the nation of Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 8, it is written, For you are a holy people unto the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people, but because the Lord loved you. In John chapter 11, verse 4, it is written, when Yeshua heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. What Yeshua is teaching is that Lazarus, who is a spiritual picture of the exiles of Israel, their sickness or their exile in the nations of the world is not unto death. It is not permanent. That the purpose of the exile in the nations of the world is for the glory of God, that the Son of Man or the Son of God might be glorified. And the way he is glorified is when he gathers and unites the 12 tribes of Israel, ending the exile in the nations and bringing them back to the land of Israel. Let's see how Israel is exiled so that Yeshua may be glorified. In Isaiah, in chapter 44, verse 23, it is written, Sing, O you heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest, and every tree therein. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. You see the connection? He's redeemed Jacob, that is gathering the 12 tribes of Israel. And in doing so, he glorifies himself in Israel. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 3. And he said unto me, you are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Israel is redeemed to bring glory to the God of Israel. In John chapter 12, verse 28, it is written, Father, glorify your name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. So, Father, glorify your name. The answer is, I've already done it, but I'm going to do it again. When was his name glorified? It was when he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. When will his name be glorified? It will be glorified again with the gathering and the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. So what is the name that gets glorified? It is the name of the God of Israel. In Hebrew, it's yod Hey vav Hey. Sometimes people pronounce this as Yahweh. That is the name that gets glorified. Yeshua was glorified when he redeemed his people from Egypt because Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1 verse 3, Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 and 16. Yeshua made covenant with Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 
19 and verse 29. Yeshua is the lawgiver. James chapter 4 and verse 12, that is able to save. And so the one that created the heavens and the earth that made covenant with Abraham is the one that brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and gave the Torah to them at Mount Sinai. This is all speaking about Yeshua, the Messiah, and the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel is all about giving glory to his name. In Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And the King James says, I will prepare him a habitation. This phrase is a translation of the Hebrew word Navah, which is the Strong's number 5115 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And this Hebrew word means to glorify or to beautify something. In the Art Scroll Sador on page 79 and commenting on this verse from Exodus chapter 15 and verse 2, which it's rendered here in the Sador, this is my God and I will build him a sanctuary, the God of my father and I will exalt him. Another translation is I will beautify or glorify him. This is my God and I will beautify or glorify him. And this is based upon the Hebrew and the meaning of the Hebrew word. In the book, The Wisdom in the Hebrew Alphabet, on page 93, in a commenting to Exodus in chapter 15, verse 2, it says the same thing. It says, this is my God and I will glorify him, is how this is seen or translated or rendered. And so it is when Yahweh Yeshua redeemed the children of Israel out of Egypt and allowed his people to cross the Red Sea, wherein Pharaoh and his army was drowned in the Red Sea. This is the way in which he was glorified. So glorify your name, which is yod heh vav heh I have glorified your name. That is the historical Egyptian redemption, but I will do it again. That is at the second coming of the Messiah when he gathers and unites the 12 tribes of Israel. Now in Ezekiel in chapter 37, verses 1 and 2 and verse 11, the exiles of Israel are regarded as being spiritually dead. And here it is communicated through Ezekiel seeing dry bones. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by round about them. Behold, there were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Continuing on in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 12 through 14. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus is the Lord God. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And so the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes, leaving the exile in the nations and returning to the land of Israel is likened to a resurrection of the dead. When they're in exile, they're regarded as having dry bones, being dead. But in coming to life, it says, I'm going to open your graves and cause you to come up out of your race and bring you into the land of Israel. And you will know that I am Yahweh when I've opened your graves. They will know that who is Yahweh. They'll know that Yeshua is the Messiah when he gathers the 12 tribes of Israel. And you will know that I am the Lord when I have 
opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you into your own land. Yahweh will be glorified when his people are redeemed from exile. In Ezekiel, in chapter 39, verse 21 and verse 25, it is written, And I will set my glory among the heathen. What is setting his glory among the heathen? It is the following. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob and have mercy on the whole house of Israel. That ending the captivity of Jacob is associated with I will set my glory among the heathen. Or another way of seeing this is I will be glorified or my name will be glorified. Yeshua returns when the exiles of Israel are gathered. Psalm 102 verse 13. You will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. When the Lord builds up Zion, he will appear in his glory. When is Yeshua going to appear in his glory? When he builds up Zion. And what is the building up of Zion? Well, Zion and Jerusalem are synonymous terms. And the building up of Zion is the building up of Jerusalem. And in Psalm 147 and verse 2, we are told the following. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. So the building up of Zion is the same as building up of Jerusalem. And the building up of Jerusalem is gathering together the outcasts of Israel. When we have the gathering of the outcasts of Israel, the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel, they have become one. And Yeshua prayed for this in John chapter 17, verse 21, that they all may be one. Who is he praying that would be one? He's praying for the unity of the 12 tribes of Israel. As you, Father, are in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world would believe that you've sent me. When the world believes that Yeshua is the Messiah, he will be glorified. He is glorified when they are all one. John chapter 17, verse 23. I in them and you and me, that they may be perfect in one and that the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them. How is Israel being glorified? Israel is being glorified when her graves are opened up. That is, she leaves the nations of the world and returns to the land of Israel, which is likened to a resurrection of the dead. So she gets glorified. That is, Israel gets glorified when she gets resurrected from the dead after being in her grave. Well, Yeshua was glorified when he was resurrected. Romans in chapter 6 and verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by immersion into death, that like as Messiah was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 and 43. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. The resurrection of the dead raised in glory. In John chapter 11 and verse 6, it is written, When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, when Yeshua had heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. This two days represents 2,000 years of time, that Yeshua is going to wait 2,000 years from his first coming to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. Hosea in chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Come and let us return to the Lord. He has torn that is taken us into exile. He will heal us. That
That means ending the exile. He has smitten. He will bind us up. After two days. Well, in Psalm chapter 90 verse 4, one day is likened to a thousand years. So after two days or after 2,000 years. Well, that's going to conclude part 15 of the series on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others. We are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.